By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. Okay, hurry up. Get in the door. Get in the door. I'm going to close the door here. Come on. Come on. Get in. Get in. In or out. In or out. I was trying to get our uh, mascot in the room. Oh, oh. So Brian Richardson's in the room with you? He is by far our mascot. (laughs) I don't even want to go into what he is. Uh, It is BS.show. It's Thursday. S-H-I-T. So happy it's Thursday. Yes, we can say it. So happy it's Thursday because it's almost Friday. My favorite day of the entire week. Man, lots of stuff to talk about this morning. Uh, Weather? Boy, yesterday was another nice day. Uh, You know, the rain went away for the most part and uh, sunny most of the day. You know, this is the time of year when I wish we could just extend this for like about another month. Every day would be like it was yesterday. You know what I'm saying? I do. It would just be like ideal. Sun's out, temperature's right, not too hot, not too cold. You don't have to bundle up. You don't have to, you know, you don't, well, you know, you don't have to get down to your underwear to be comfortable and, you know, the humidity and stuff like that. Sun's out, you know, and what's sort of sad, I don't know. I'm not like that kind of a plant person, but I don't know if the rain has come too late to salvage some of the lawns, you know, because a lot of people's lawns and, you know, and, and even flowers and things like that just look like H-E double hockey sticks because it's been so incredibly dry. You know what I mean? And but I do know what you mean. I don't know if it's, I think it might be too late in the growing season. I don't know, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? I always find it interesting that, like, I go by construction sites. I went by one yesterday, and they were putting down, you know, they were seeding it and putting down straw. And I'm going, like, is that going to work? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, considering it's, we get the uh, well winds from the heavens. Well, no, no, I'm not saying just. I'm thinking to myself, isn't it a little bit too late in the season to germinate new grass and have it grow? You know, most grass, even if you get, like, the really super fast-growing stuff, takes, like, when you put the seed down, I think it takes, like, a week to germinate. And then fescue? It, well, fescue's longer than that. I think fescue can take, about like... zoysia? Well, zoysia is, is pretty much gone this time of the year. It's too cold for zoysia. I mean, zoysias, you know, you, you go by... You know, well, here's what's interesting. Right now, with the way the temperatures have been and the lack of rain... It's tough to tell if people have zoysia or if their lawn's just dead. You know what I mean? <laughs> because, I do know. Because zoysia is, you know, we're in, see, I learned this years ago when I was like really into my lawn. We're in, and we're in a transition zone. If you go to the north of us, for the most part, they plant what they call cool season grasses. And when you get to the south of us, they plant what they call warm season grasses, you know, Bermuda, zoysia, things like that. And we're in that area where the cool season grasses do well in the spring and the fall and they get clobbered in the summer and the the you know the warm season grasses do well in the summer but they don't do well in the spring or the fall because it's too cold that's why you go like down to florida there you know i i remember the first time i went to florida uh, and I was amazed that it was like December and people are out cutting the grass. I'm going like, well, that never happens where we're from, you know, <laughs> unless it's some nutbag that's just, you know, out there just cutting his grass just because he wants to go cut his grass. You know, he's, maybe he's, he's tired of his wife and go, honey, I'm going to go cut the grass. You know, well, well, it's snowing outside. I'm go- still going to go cut the grass, honey. I've got to get out of the house. Got to cut, cut the grass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I remember when my dad, um, he was just getting the onsets of Alzheimer's, and he couldn't do the yard like he used to. Because, I mean, it was like 
pristine. Right. And uh, David, my husband, went over there to do the yard. And he was like looking and knocking on the window. Hey, what about that place right there? Oh, he was <laughs> so directing funny. your husband as to where he was should, you know, he missed a spot. Yes. <laughs> Well, he's knocking I, on the window with this little snarl on his face. It was so cute. You know, I know that feeling. I, you know, I'm a grass cutter. You know, I mean, there's I a, there's a certain way I cut my grass. There's a certain pattern, stuff like that. Although I have to be honest with you, I've not done a good job at the crop site transmitter site this year. I've I've let that slide. I've let it slide. Well, you've you know undertaken a lot of other things, so the it's s- fine. The snow hasn't been tall enough to mow the last few years. Huh? That's what the smartest woman in the world says. Does that make any sense to you? The snow hasn't been tall enough to mow the last few years. So you have to mow the snow? Is that what she's saying? I guess. I, I don't know. I don't know. That's, you know, that's almost like, well, I won't say that. Never mind. Uh, I'll be a good person. It is 6, uh, 6.35. We are BS.show. You can check out the website, BS.show. There's lots of stuff to talk about this morning. More news on this uh you know, St. Louis high school shooting, disturbing news, disturbing news. And I'm going like, okay, once again, this is one of these things where you sort of, first off, let me say this, being a sort of a gun guy, I'm not like a gun, gun guy. There's some guys that are like, you know, gun, gun, gun guy. I do own guns. Okay. I shoot guns. My father was in world war two. My gun father was a gun guy. My grandfather on my mother's side was a gun guy. A grandfather on my father's side was not a gun guy. Um, and whenever I hear one of these shootings, and it's some 19-year-old kid, and they talk about having him, him, him having 600 rounds of ammunition, you know how much that cost? A bunch. Here, let me look it up on one of my websites, see what. He's shooting two two three. This is like discount ammunition. Let me see if I can just find this real quick. I want to say we're talking somewhere about a dollar a round. Let me see, let me look here. Um, trying to find two two three, six point five. This is six point five. I'm looking for two two three. Here's some ammunition. I mean, some of this ammunition is like more than a dollar a round if you buy the really 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 good stuff. Uh, three eighty full metal jacket. That's not no. That's not what he's shooting. Two, uh, that's a movie. 380 full metal jacket. Yeah, but that's that's FMJ. Um let me I'll 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 I can't find the particular caliber he was shooting on this this site, but let's say it's a buck around. He had six hundred dollars worth of ammo, okay? Let's say and he had I don't know how many here we go, right here. Uh yeah, I was I was pretty much right on on the on the market. A twenty okay, this is the good stuff. A twenty round box of good 223 ammunition is $46. That's 20 rounds. That's over that's that's over $2 a round. Okay? Here's 20 round box 2685. Here's another 20 round box for 2475. Um, another 20 round box for depending upon the grade of ammunition $32. So we're talking a dollar a round, you know, probably more than a dollar a round. $600 in in ammunition, okay? The magazines divide 30 by 600. He had 20 magazines. Okay, the magazines, if you buy one of the good magazines, the magazines are like, eh, you know, 20, 30 bucks a magazine. Okay, 20 times 30, that's another $600. 
So between the ammo and the and the the magazines, he's got twelve hundred dollars. Okay, remember the the nut bag in Uvalde, that nutcase had a Daniel Defense rifle. Those start at like two thousand dollars. Those are expensive rifles. That's like a BMW grade rifle. It's not like a Chevy grade rifle, like you know, made in China or something like that. The Daniel Defense, you know, rifles are handmade, very expensive. You know, like I said, they start at two thousand dollars. You can spend three, four, five thousand dollars easily on one of their top of the line models. And that kid was nineteen too. Where do they get this money? They're not working. You know, I mean, what are they? Are they selling drugs? Are they robbing? You know, are they are they are they robbing? You know, they they burglars? Are they robbing stores? Money. <laughs> You'd hope not. <laughs> well, I'm thinking to myself, you know, when I graduated from high school, I don't think I got a penny. Matter of fact, I'm almost positive I don't get a penny when I graduated from high school. When I graduated from college, both times, I didn't get anything. Matter of fact, you know what I got when I graduated from Lindenwood with my master's degree? What? And it's and it's 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 sad for me because I drive by there all the time and it's gone. My mom and dad took me out to Noah's Ark. Oh, I love Noah's Ark. We went to Noah's Ark for lunch. Now, for the younger folks out there, you're going, "What in the hell was Noah's Ark?" Noah's Ark was right there at 75th Street, what is now Streets of St. Charles. Noah's yep. Ark was this. It was a hotel and a restaurant, and the the restaurant was like a big ship. It was like Noah's Ark. And it had elephants. Remember, it had big elephants out in front, elephants it and did. tigers and stuff like that. And it was all the animals on Noah's Ark. And we went, my dad and my mom took me, we went there for lunch. And my dad was really weird because he was always like this. My dad never ate out. I'm, see, I'm the exact opposite of my dad. I always eat out. My dad never ate out. And you know what my dad ate when we went somewhere? To like, we had someplace where we ate out? Freddy's? No, 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 no. I mean, if we went to a nice restaurant, you know what he always ordered? A hamburger. Nope. Take another guess. You'll never guess. Every single time I remember eating out with my dad, this is all he ever ate. Uh, fried fish. Nope. One more guess. Um. It's funny because you had it yesterday. Fries? He would order a plate of French fries. That was my dad. My dad would say, can I have a plate of French fries? And he'd sit there and eat his French fries. It was it. It was my dad. Because he was so, because so he was, he had weird uh, eating habits like you do. Well, he was so spoiled by my mom's cooking because my mom was the the ultimate chef. That's not what you've said before. <laughs> I'm being sarcastic to the max. My mom, if she was cooking like meat, and let's say she picked it up and dropped it on the dropped it on the floor and it shattered, it was almost done. It was almost done. Matter oh, that's funny. Matter of fact, that's kind of how I cook on purpose. Matter of fact, I don't cook. Matter of fact, uh, you know, the, the, sometimes we had scientists show up at our house because they would use my mom's cooking for carbon dating. You know what I mean? That's they, funny. Yeah, my my mom was the worst cook. She and and not you only never that, eat my cooking. Why is oh, that? No, no, oh no, yeah, because oh, no, I don't no. cook. No, she hated to cook. She absolutely, possibly hated to cook. It I gives mean, me anxiety. You, you, so, so when's the last time you cook something? Well, usually when I order Jimmy John's, I cooked for the evening. But that's not you. What do you mean? That's not cooking. That's as far you, as I'm concerned, it is. You put the sandwich. You know what? You know what I don't like about Jimmy John's. They won't. Um, they won't heat. No. An, they won't heat anything up. 
if you go to if you go to to Subway, they'll put it in their in their zapper, and you know you 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 know you get it. By the way, <laughs> you know I don't know how I find this stuff on YouTube. I found these three guys on YouTube that their whole shtick is, and some of these videos have over a million views. They put stuff in their microwave. <laughs> And blow it up. Well, the one they did was pretty funny. They took a a was it Staples the easy button? Hey, that's easy. You know, you know the button, the easy yeah, button. Yeah, They put an easy button in the microwave, <laughs> and they put it on high, and then and it's you can see it going around the rotisserie in the microwave, and then about and they're they're doing play by play. But what's interesting is they've got this room. I don't know if it's in their garage or whatever. Like they've got a room set up where they put the microwave one end of the room and then they've got a door that's like a screen door and they claim it's got some kind of explosion proof glass on the door or stuff like that. So they, you know, they put the stuff in the microwave, which is on one side of the room. They go to the other side of the room, go outside the, you know, the room, close the door where it's got like, it's like a big screen door, but it's got like some kind of special glass and it probably doesn't. It's probably just regular old glass. It probably it's bulletproof glass. And then they, they remote, they have a remote start. They hit the microwave and it starts and the thing just starts to go. And the, it was funny because the easy button, you know, it goes around and nothing happens and nothing happens and nothing happens. And then all of a sudden, a little bit of smoke and then poof, it's, it just bursts into flames. It's like, holy cow. I mean, you, you know, you wouldn't think. And then the interesting thing is then after the, the they put it on like a 45-second a cycle or something like that, and then they go into the room and they're wearing like, 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 uh, like you know what an arc suit is? Yes. Okay, they're wearing like an arc suit. And they're wearing like full face masks. <laughs> like yeah. And they go in with like asbestos gloves and they open up the thing and they're inspecting it and it's still burning. It's still flames coming. I'm going like, okay, who watches this? And I think to myself, I do because it I was, was say, um, <laughs> it was bizarre. It's like, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, I got a couple old microwaves. I could be doing that as well too. I could be making money on YouTube, putting stuff in the microwave, but. I think that, that, you know, I told you the story about my crazy weird professor, my very first class I took at SIU, the guy who, who taught us about Paul Ehrlich and, you know, how, you know, this is you know, way back when, he, and Paul Ehrlich wrote this book in 1968 and talked about, by like, 1985, the the world was going to be overpopulated and, and there was going to be famine and nobody, everybody would die of, you know, people in the United States would be dying because there would be overpopulation and there wouldn't be any food for anybody. And this is our nutbag professor. And he also got upset. He picketed the school because they put in they put in those those carousel vending machines with like sandwiches in them. That like uh-huh. you know what I'm talking about. You put the money in and the thing would spin around. You'd pull out what there's a door to open, you'd pull out what you want. And then there was a microwave. He picketed the school because they put in a microwave because he said that was going to kill us all. And he always started the class. He lived over on Ashby, didn't he? <laughs> he probably lived next to the FA. See, Shelly, you know, we'll have to explain that. Let's explain that in the next break, okay? Because okay. you've mentioned that before, and I know what it is, but there are people out there going like, I have no idea what she's talking about over in Ashby, okay? It's in Overland, and we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about it because people don't realize what that is. And there are people that live literally right next to it, right? Yes, and they feel like um, they're being taunted during that. What was that? I don't know. Did you just hit your microphone? No. It sounded like an explosion. 
Are you okay? Did you put something in your microwave? Did you put it? I was easy- just gonna say. Did, Poof. Did you put an easy button in your microwave? <laughs> okay, no. it's six forty-five. It is BS Show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Together we make BS. Uh, we were talking last break about uh, what the smartest woman in the world refers to as the big poison ball on Ashby. The big poison ball. <laughs> okay, it's funny. On Ashby, which uh, this is probably midway between Midland and Page, which is in Overland. Not too far, probably about eh, two miles east of Lindbergh, okay? Yes. In a residential area, there is a big, monstrous white dome, which is, and tell me if I'm wrong, the main radar for the airport. That's the main radar, isn't it? Isn't, isn't that the one the air traffic controllers sit there and watch the planes on? You know, they can see where they're at. I thought that was the main radar. No? I I don't know the answer to that question because there's several radars I, that feed into Lambert. Right, I know. But but I was told that was the main radar. Okay? It sits in a residential area. It's right on Ashby. It's on the east side of Ashby. Which it was there before the houses. But I, on. Which is interesting. Exactly right. It's been there for... Forever. Years and years and right. years and years. And and literally, it's in somebody's backyard. And I'm thinking to myself, yes, it and is. it's a big old, it's a big dome. And inside that dome is a big radar dish that spins around and around and around. Right. Am I correct? Yes. And it's still too, well, it was when I left to still tubes. Still tubes? Yeah, it was when I left. Wow. Well, you know, at that frequency, it, it may, it, it may have to be. They have, they use what they call, if I throw out the term klystron, you know what a klystron is? I do. Okay. Boy, you're good at this kind of stuff. Anyway, uh, I always drove by that place and think to myself, I wonder if those neighbors, you know, know they're getting bombarded by microwaves morning, noon, and night. You know what I mean? I mean, literally, it's in their backyard, and it's not that high off the ground. It's maybe only, what? No, it's not. 20, 30 feet off the ground or something like that. It is. I always thought to myself, how does it get around the trees? You know, <laughs> excuse me. I mean, how does how does it how does the microwave not kill the trees and stuff like that? You know, but of course, it could be one of these things. It could be absolutely positively totally harmless. You have these people all the time. I don't want a cellular site in my near my house. It's going to kill my dog. You know, here we're we're now what? 30 years in the cellular. I'm coming up in 30 years. I think cellular hit St. Louis in 84, 85, okay? The first two companies were uh, Southwestern Bell Mobile Systems and Cybertel, okay? Two companies way back when, okay? We're coming up in 30 years, okay? Nobody that I know has ever died of any kind of radiation poisoning or cancer or anything like that from cellular phones from the towers nor from the phones in their hand. Do you know anybody who's, I mean, for a while, what are you doing? You're doing that again. I'm doing what? It's a. It's like cr- I'm cr- sitting here. It's like you. You hit your microphone on something. I. No, I didn't. Okay. Well, I had this great big spike of noise. It sounds like when you like is your hair hitting the microwave. And could could your I don't know. Could it be on your end? No, it's on your end. Hmm. If it were on my end, I'd know it like that because I'd hit my microphone anyway. Okay, so. No one that I know of has ever gotten cancer from cellular phones or cellular, you know, cell cell sites. But people say, I don't want that thing in my backyard. Well, especially when they make it look like the ugliest tree ever. <laughs> that, that one in Washmo is like, remember these? There's one down on Mexico. No, they took that one down. I think They that did one, take that one down. It's gone. There was that one in Mexico in O'Fallon that was like 
Okay. It's like they can't see me. I'm I'm disguised. <laughs> right. I'm a disguised. And the other crazy thing is in West County, I remember Cowboy telling me this story. In West County, the people were like, Well, we don't we don't want a flag on it. We make make it look like a big flagpole. Okay, that was great and wonderful until until they put the flag up. And then they complained about the flag. You know why they complained about the flag? Because of the um wires. No, well, no, because the flag itself makes noise. If you if you've ever been around a big flag in the wind, it flaps in the breeze. You know, as the wind, you know, it flaps. All we are is a big flag in the wind. <laughs> well, but then the, it's got like a it's got like the hardware that holds it on. You know, it's got what the, the turnbuckles and the and the pulleys and stuff like that, and right. that bangs against the tower and makes noise. And the people then you know in the neighborhood go like, oh, the the wind's blowing, and I can't sleep at night because that. Cell towers making noise. And here's the other interesting thing. In our language, if I say I'm going to flag something, what does that mean? You're going to pinpoint it, basically call it out. Exactly. You're going to you're going to call it out. You're going to accentuate it. You're going to to make it more visible. If you say I'm going to flag that, this in other words, if you, if someone says we're going to flag your record, which means they're going to put something on your record, which is going to make it stick out. Okay. So what you're doing is you're taking a a monopole, what they call them, just a big old pole in the ground, and the top of it's got fiberglass panels and the antennas sit behind that. You're taking that, and you're drawing attention to it, and then they light it up at night. I'm going like, okay, I don't get this. I don't understand this whole thing. A flag? Because it's that's what you do when you have I know, a flag. But, but that's my point. You're making it, you're drawing attention to it. And the crazy thing about it is, like, for example... In Washmo, right across from the from the from the uh, the, the post office in Washmo, right there on Highway 100, right behind Orschland. By the way, we need to talk about that Orschland okay. because another another local company that's been bought out from an out of town company. Uh, but anyway, uh, right across. Long in Augusta. Well, <laughs> I think I don't think the I don't think the Hoffmans bought out Orschland though. I I know who they who bought who bought them out. Okay, right across the street from the post post office, they put up a cell site there. Okay, and what's funny is. I think the tower's like maybe 100 feet tall, okay? 100-foot tall tower. And it's a monopole. Once again, it doesn't have antennas hanging off the side or anything like that. It's just like a big old stick in the in the air, okay? And the neighbors there, there's a subdivision behind there. They complain like, oh, my God, it's going to ruin our property values. And 50 feet from the monopole is... 80-foot telephone poles. You know, you know what I mean? It's like they go right up and down 100, okay? And the, yeah, and they the, do. And the one guy says, it ruins my view out my back window. I'm going like, okay, out your back window, you're looking at not one, not two, but three big old monstrous telephone poles, you know, utility poles with wires on them, with cross arms. You know, I mean, do you not see those? And it's funny because... I took the picture driving down Fifth Street in 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 Washmo. You know what? I can't finish this. We'll, we'll talk about this next break, okay? Because I have to tell the rest of the story, <laughs> and I sent it to somebody, and they got mad at me when I did this. Okay, uh, hold on a minute. We're at right there, right here. Okay, we have to take a break. It is six fifty nine. Ah, set your house on fire. That's what I'm going to do. Okay, it won't take a picture. Oh, you know what? That's not good. Hold on a minute. Uh, my boy, it's going down in a hurry. I was saying this. I gotta send you a video because it won't take a picture. Does this make any sense to you what I'm talking about? It does. Hold on, man. Do this real quick. You don't believe you called me a liar again. I always love when you call me a liar. Liar. Uh, 
I'm going to set your house on fire. Yeah, I'd like to see you do that. Okay, here we are. Um, oh, by, really? Has the gauntlet been thrown? By the way, the Martian, con, Martian car wash on Mid-Rivers, Westplex 1071. Thank you to the Martian car wash. They used to run their own version of Westplex 1071, which, which is, that's a whole other story. Okay. Um, that was the previous owners. Move on. Okay. Okay, I just sent you the video. Okay, okay, we were talking about, before we ran out of time last hour, we are talking about the fact that they built the the, to- the giant toilet bowl brush in Washmo, which is the, the cell tower on the east side of town, and it's on East 5th Street, and people were complaining about, it ruins, I one guy, I put this picture up on, on my Facebook page, I took a picture of driving down East 5th Street on, in Washmo of the toilet bowl brush, and I was maybe like, I don't know, quarter mile away from it and my point was that people were saying it ruins the view as you drive down east fifth street okay so i took the picture and in the picture me driving down east fifth street in washmo yes you see the toilet bowl brush in the air which is the giant you know the giant disguised cellular antenna but i think i counted like 10 telephone poles sticking up in the air and wires everywhere and cross arms on the telephone poles and things like that. And what's interesting is people have gotten immune to seeing that. They just don't see that anymore. You know what I'm saying? If you there's some things in that you know, if you live in a neighborhood, you wake up every day and you drive down the street and you just, you know, Mr. Smith might have a giant uh, you know, uh uh you know, a picture of uh Donald Trump painted on his garage door, and you don't even notice it anymore. You know what I mean? Because it's just it just blends in. It's just something you see every day. Get what I'm saying? I oh. do. <laughs> Am I making any sense? So, so, and what's That's interesting? What's interesting is question. I saw a video of a guy recently who's never been out of the country before, and he took a trip to England. And you know what his inter- interesting thing was? And I thought this was really fascinating. He what? said. One of the things, and he's he's talking to this English person, and and you know like you know like and you know like well and the guy and and they're talking about how things are different between the United States and England, and his comment was, you don't have any telephone poles, and the guy from England says, what are you talking about, and he goes, where all's your where's all your electricity and everything, and he says, well it's underground, and the guy from England said, so you don't have like your utilities underground in America. And he goes, no, we've got telephone poles everywhere, and which is true. Drive up and down 364, you got all the big monsters. You got some of the big transmission lines at Gold, you know, like right there near, um, what would that be, Old 94 between Harvester and, uh, no, between Jungerman and, and Central School Road. You got the big old poles. You drive, you know, in, in some, like, is your subdivision, are the utilities in your subdivision underground? underground? Yes. Okay, you drive but in there, the... There are... Um... Big, there's like a big electric like line that you can see. Right, right. Now, the interesting thing about this is that we had, you know, the the hurricane in Florida. And remember yeah. how they talked about how they got the power on so quick? Because you know why? Almost all the wiring's under... Everything was underground. <laughs> exactly. The wiring's underground in Florida because they learned their lesson. When you have a big storm, what does it do? It knocks down all the utility poles and it takes forever for them to put the new poles in and string new wires, stuff like that. If you put all the, the wiring underground, you don't have that problem. So my point was that people, they complain... Oh, you had a point? 
Yeah, I did have did have a point, believe it or not. They complained about this cellular tower being an eyesore when they've completely lost fact of, of the fact that, that there these all these and the telephone poles and here's I'm gonna make a challenge, okay? I will tell you that and this is what drives me nuts about utility poles, okay? Hmm. You can buy go to the hardware store and buy a level for, you know, pretty cheap, like four or five bucks, okay? Little bubble level. You know what I'm talking about, right? I do. Okay, if you go down the street, it has telephone poles, I almost guarantee you, you will find almost none of those poles that are plumb. They're all sticking at crazy weird angles. They are. They're they, leaning they left. Do. They're learning. Right. They're leaning right. They're leaning backwards. They're leaning forwards. I'm going like, dudes, can't you keep, can't the you? left, to the right, fight, fight, fight. It's just like in my old neighborhood, you know, I put my mailbox up. I got my level out. I got my concrete in my little part of the neighborhood, I'm the only guy that has a mailbox box that's plumb. Everybody else is like, leans to the left, leans to the right, stand up, sit down, fight, fight, fight. You know, I mean, like, and I'm thinking the same thing with telephone poles. It goes, Amarin Yui, can't you put a telephone pole straight in the air? Why are they all at angles? And and what was interesting was this guy I'm t- talking about, he's going like, he's going, he's amazed. He goes, well, you don't see any telephone poles. It's really nice. And the guy from England's like, he didn't know what he's talking about. What do you mean? You got telephone poles in the United States? Yeah, they're everywhere. What do you mean they're everywhere? They're everywhere. You drive down the street, there's everywhere. And nobody even notices them. You know? I mean, and I have to tell you a funny story that long time ago, I did this deal in Washmo where I did this little magazine. I uh, can't remember what the name of it was. And what I went to the historical society, and what I did was I found pictures of buildings that were like 100, 110 years old. Okay. And mm-hmm. then I took that picture. They let me take the picture. They make a copy of the picture. And then I went to that exact location, and I found exactly where the original picture had been taken. Get what I'm saying? So in other words, I'm finding... I, I do. I, I understand. I'm pretty much in the exact spot where somebody 100 years ago stood with the camera and took a picture of that building. And the interesting thing was that right that building, right on the corner, I think it's like a coffee shop now, on the corner of Jefferson and, and Fifth Street, where Fifth Street goes from east to west... It's just like catty corner from the city hall. I took a picture of that building and the telephone pole is in the exact same place. And you can tell that the telephone pole has probably been redone and there's new cross arm on it. But I'm thinking to myself, okay, a hundred years ago, the electricity is on a pole in front of this building going down fifth street in Washmo. A hundred years later, it's still on a piece of wood, you know, sticking in the air. I'm going, what has, I mean, think all the things that have changed in 100 years and the electricity hasn't. They still stick it on a piece of wood out of the ground with a piece of wood that's, you know, like a cross arm and these big old insulators, which, you know, look like something Thomas Edison used in his lab 150 years ago. You know what I'm saying? I do. That's not progress. Now, it's interesting. I'm not trying to diss on Ammer and UE. Maybe to a certain extent I am. Uh, but there's an interesting story this morning about... Um, St. Charles. And matter of fact, they had a press conference yesterday and your friend and mine, the mayor of St. Charles, Dan Borgmeyer, uh, was up there in the Dias. And matter of fact, this was at the Foundry Arts Center. They're discussing problems with the city's water system in St. Charles. And you know what the problem with the city's water system is? No. Ameren has polluted it. With? Um, I believe PCBs. Surveillance chromium. No, the PCBs. See that? What, what? Now, what did you just do? I'm it, sorry. It was a. 
Are you hearing things? You know what? I'll play back this tape for you. you it sounds like you're moving your microphone. Okay, anyway, let's, I'll pretend that it's didn't happen. It's not even... Okay. Mm. Here it says right here. Uh, St. Charles officials want Ameren, Missouri, to spend about $40 million to move well, supplying much of the city's drinking water away from groundwater contamination linked to a company substation. Mayor Dan Borgmeyer and other officials also want the electric utility to pay for improvements at the city's water treatment plant to remove any contaminants. That could cost another 10 to $20 million. City officials on Wednesday asked federal regulators to require Ameren to make the improvements. The substation is on Huster Road, H-U-S-T-E-R. I don't even know where it's at. Huster Road near 370. Okay. Do you know what we're talking about with that? No. Back in the day, I don't know if they still make them like this, but back in the day, the big old monster transformers were cooled by an oil bath. Literally, right. the there was oil. As a matter of fact, if you go way back when in electronics, you probably know this as well too, there were capacitors that were oil-filled capacitors. Remember those big old, they look like big old square cans. Like, yes. You know, and almost like a like a square coffee can kind of thing. It had the same kind of seam on the top and the bottom. And they had oil in those. And a lot of the oil they used for years and years and years was PCB. What polychlorine, yes. what is it? You, you knew what it was. What did you say it was? I didn't say. I thought you gave me some chemical name. Anyway, PCBs. No. So supposedly the PCBs from this uh, Ameren UE substation have leaked out of the transformers through the years and they're into the groundwater. Now, here's what I don't understand. And I wish somebody could explain to me because it's the same thing in Washmo, okay? Washmo is right next to the Missouri River, right? Yes. And the Missouri River is right there. It goes right on the, the northern boundary of Washmo is the Missouri River, okay? So where's St. Charles? Right on the Missouri River, right? Yes. Why don't they get the water out of the river? They pull it out of wells. So that's the same way in Washmo. They don't have a pipe that goes in the river. They have a well that's like a mile from the river where they pull the groundwater out. And I'm going, okay, you got the river right there. Why can't you go stick a pipe in the river and just suck it right out of the river? Exactly. I mean, does that make any sense to you? It does not. I, I don't, I never understood that because I, I realized this in Washmo because there's a place on East 5th Street, a couple blocks down from the hospital. Matter of fact, it's on a corner. There's like an athletic field there. And, and there's a couple of them in Washmo. There's one of them on, on, on 47, uh, right behind uh, where, uh, it's across the street from the Dairy Queen. If you know where the Dairy Queen is, 47. I don't know what road that is. Uh, <clears throat> across the street from there, there's a, a, one of these little pumping stations. And it's like a little, it looks like, like an overgrown kind of outhouse. It's like a little brick building. And inside of there is a pump and inside and in that building is there's a there's a big old pipe that goes down into the ground and it sucks out groundwater and i'm going like okay why don't you just pull it out of the river and it's the same thing in new haven the problem there's that company in new haven that uh american it was i can't remember the name of the company they made tents and they used some kind of a chemical to treat the the tents to make them waterproof and the chemical leaked down into the ground in New Haven at the plant and it polluted the the groundwater in New Haven once again right where hold oh, the smartest woman in the world I didn't know is the answer to that one anyway uh well water oh she says well water is less polluted how can that be how can the well water be less polluted you wouldn't you think that if you're sucking it right out of the river it's got less pollution in it is the ground like clean it up or something like that is the ground like a filter or something like that anyway the place in new haven they've been fighting it for years the whole the whole downtown new haven area you know like on right there on the river if you go down the hill where the i don't know if the movie theater is still down there or not but there's a um, there was a 
a uh, place that made uh, vodka that lady threw me out of one time. But that's a whole other story. Uh, but <laughs> anyway, it was all polluted. I'm going like, don't pull it out of the wells. Stick a pipe in the river. Now, when you go across the 270 bridge from Missouri to Illinois, you know those two look looks like those castles that are sitting out in the middle of the river? You know what those are for? No. That was the water intakes for the city water system. That's how they got the water. They put those big old castles out there in the middle of the river, and they ran pipes from the shore out where the water processing plant is out in the middle of the river, and they sucked the water out of the Mississippi River in the middle of the river. That's what those were for. I don't think they use them anymore, but, but that's where the water works is in the city. And if you go down in Chesterfield Valley... Down on if you if you know where uh, you know where Hog Hollow Road is, you know where this is by any chance? Who me? Yeah, have you heard of Hog Hollow Road? No. Hog Hollow Road is <laughs> is notorious among car guys because if you come off of Olive, you're up on the bluff on Olive, and as you go down Hog Hollow Road, it's like got twisties going down the the bluff. You go left, right, left, right, right left, right, left. You know, and then you go down and you down you're on the floodplain. That's where the the um, <clears throat> Missouri. The Missouri City's water places, that's where they're sucking water out of the river down there, right there. And they got a big water treatment plant. Now, it talks about that, and I, I read this thing to myself, what? It talks about that St. Charles used to get water from the American City's water company. They used to pull it out of Chesterfield. Now, why would they do that? I mean, if you got the river that's part of your boundary, you know, in other words, you go down to downtown St. Charles, you go down to, to, you know, to Frontier Park, and you walk too far on Frontier Park, and you're in the river. Matter of fact, when it floods, Frontier Park disappears, and Frontier Park is underneath water. Why wouldn't you just run a pipe down and pull the water out? Why would you have the water piped in all the way from Chesterfield? Does that make any sense? It doesn't. Well, anyway, the city is trying to get Amor and Yui to clean up the mess. So, <sighs> you got Dan Borgmeyer working on it. He'll he'll take he'll he'll TCB. You know what I mean? Him and Elvis, they yep. both they both TCB baby. Dan wears if you know Dan, he you know if he unbuttons his shirt, he has that big TCB around his neck. You know that big gold TCB. Him and Elvis. Indeed, he does. <laughs> remember the first? Remember when I introduced you to him that one time? And, and I walked up to him and I said, Evelyn Woods, reading dynamic, 878. And he completed the phone number and went into the commercial. Remember that? I do. Dan Borkmeyer used to be an advertising guy. And he used to do the advertising for Evelyn Woods Speed, what is it? Evelyn Woods Speed Dynamic. Um, okay, here the smartest woman said, she says, have you been to the river lately? River is runoff and surface water. God only knows what's in the rivers. Well, we're drinking it. I mean, what do you mean? It's, well, God only knows what's in the river. We're drinking the stuff. Think about it. You know, the stuff that we poop and pee and it goes in, you know, it goes through the sewage treatment plants in St. Louis. That's what they drink down in Cape Girardeau. They're drinking our poop and our pee, right? You're not going to touch that one, huh? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. They're drinking our poop and our pee. And we're drinking the poop and the pee from the people in Peoria and Hannibal, right? That's awesome, Brad. Thank you for that. No, but think, hey, listen, you know, there's all this stuff that came out. Like, for example, they've come out with, you know, like how we eradicated polio. Well, polio is back. And you know how they know it's back? Because these scientists go and they sample the water and because even though it's gone through the, the you know, the, the sewage treatment plants and been cleaned up and stuff like that, in New York, they sample the water 
and they know they're people that have polio because they find the virus or some, you know, very small mutated thing. They find it in the water. That's how they know there's polio back in New York because when they sample this water, they find whatever the, the you know, the virus is in, in the water because once again, even though they run through all these cleaning systems and, you know, purification systems and, you know, the water company tells, oh, water's so clean. No, it's not. It's got all sorts of junk in it. If you're into really water, I mean, like, and for a while, I got to be a water nerd and I bought these real expensive filters and, you know, and ran like, you know, supposedly clean water through them. You you look at those filters every month and you go like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm just drinking regular water because it's got all sorts of garbage in it. I don't care what service system you're on. If you're on a city water system, city of St. Louis, city of St. Charles, American City's water, Washmo water, whatever it is. If you run that through a really good filter and you buy these expensive filters and a month after a month, you're going like, oh my God, look at all the stuff that I would have drunk, right? Yes. You're too agreeable this morning. It happens. <laughs> you must not, not very rarely. You must not feel well or something like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you get my? Did you see see my my number? I it was very blurry. Ninety six. Um, mm. She says they don't get they don't get polio positive results from the tap. They don't get polio positive tap. They sample the unclean water. Okay, well, whatever. I mean, they're, 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 they sample the unclean water. How do they, where's the unclean? No, it's, I'm telling you. There's junk in our water right now. Matter of fact, matter of fact. Our junk in our trunk? You know, matter of fact, I'm going to say this, but I, what? I'm not going to do it. I'm going to get in trouble Just for saying it. Just say it. <laughs> she says, they sample the sewage. No, but they, they don't just sample the sewage. They sample the regular water as well, too. They do. Right. Both of them. Right. Like, for example, the water that comes out, like, you know, the sewers down in South City, like near the hill, a lot of garlic in that water. Yeah, you would pick that out. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> you don't believe me? <laughs> no. Okay. It's 725. Indeed it is. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> You're really not. <laughs> I'm sorry, Shelly. You're not. I am sorry. Well, put it then. It's stuck. It is not stuck. It's stuck. Doink. Doink. Are you finished? That's my new one. You like that one? <laughs> uh, say it again. Oh. What? <laughs> that was you. No, it's not me. <laughs> Who was it? It wasn't me. It's. <laughs> what? Is that my cotton? No. <laughs> Who is it?
learned how to drive at very low speeds. <laughs> I got kicked out of the safety class. If you can pick it up, I'll let you continue. What? If you can get it up, what? I would stop the bike and not put my feet what? down. And I learned to put my feet down. What? <laughs> Are you, you were there? Ate up, Brad. Are you there? Did you leave? <laughs> I'm teetering on the edge. Uh, you know what? I'm easily amused. <laughs> Indeed you are, my friend. Okay. We talked about this last hour. Another local company bites the dust, okay? Uh, Orsland is being bought up by Tractor Supply Company, okay? And nothing against Tractor Supply Company. And by the way, um, here, this, uh, let, me, let, let, me, let me go back for a minute. Well, here, I'll backtrack a minute. But let me talk about the Orsland thing, okay? Tractor Supply finalizes... Uh, acquisition of Orschland Farm and Home. Now, there is an Orschland in Washmo, and there's a tractor supply company in Union. So I'm curious as to they're going to keep the, the Orschland open in, in Washmo. I have to be honest with you. You know why I saw this one coming? Why? Ha- have you been in tractor supply? I have not. Okay, you've been in the place there on Mid Rivers, used to be the old American furniture or whatever it is. What is what's it called? I can never remember the place. Is it Farm and Home or something like that? Yes. Okay, there's Farm and Home and then there's Rural King. Okay, these stores did not exist. This category of stores did not exist on a national basis until, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. And there were companies like Orschland, which were like in the middle of nowhere. Okay, and Orschland was like you went and you got some feed for your horses and you got you got like a watering trough for your pigs and that kind of stuff. Okay. What Tractor Supply did was it made it cool to be farm boy. Get what I'm saying? I do. Tractor Supply had these nice clean stores. I'm not saying the Orsland stores weren't clean, but you go in and everything's sparkling and they got fancy displays. And and more importantly, I get 42,000 emails from Tractor Supply. 42,000 emails an hour from Tractor Supply. Hey, we got... Pig, we got pig, pig ointment on sale. Come and get it at Tractor Supply, and they sell lawnmowers and stuff like that. Okay, so Orschland, I believe, is originally out of Moberly. It's a Missouri company, and Tractor Supplies buying them up, and they have like I think Orschland has like 160 stores. Uh, let me find that, and they uh, Tractor Supply is going to operate. What is it? 81. Smartest woman in the world sent me this. I can't find. Hold on, let me see where I'm finding again. They're going to operate. Um, uh, what is it? Uh, yeah, here it is, right here. Tractor Supply finalized its acquisition of Orchland Farm and Home, impacting several stores in the Ozarks. The company will require 81 stores and sell the remaining 85 stores to two buyers approved by the FTC. Bomgars Supply, B A B O M G A A R S. Never heard of that before. And Buckheight Enterprises. Don't we have Buckheights in there in the St. Louis area? Aren't there? We do. Isn't there like a Buckheight out in St. Charles someplace or in St. Peter's, something like that? Buckheight Supply? It seems to me like I've seen one. Yeah, it's, so, so now it's Tractor Supply, Tractor Supply Company. And once again, why did Tractor Supply grow like crazy and Orsland didn't? You know why? Because they advertise and they market. They, they're on the radio, Tractor Supply Company's on the radio, and they're on TV, and they're on the internet, and they send you emails, and they have people on their website, and they have people on Twitter, and people on Facebook, and they're marketing, 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 marketing. And Orson, well, everybody knows we're Orson. We've been around forever. 
everybody shops here because we've been around forever. Yeah, right. Doesn't work that way anymore. You know? Just Never doesn't, does. It doesn't work that way anymore. You know, nope. another Missouri company gone. You know? Pretty soon, now think about this. Pretty soon when you go into Washmo, everything's going to be owned by the tractor supply company and the Hoffmans. I mean, they're going to own everything. You go to like, you know, like you go to all the stores in downtown Washmo, everything's Hoffman or our, our, our tractor supply. You literally, every other store is a is a tractor supply store or a Hoffman store. You go into you know one place, hey, we got we got we got bales of hay right here on Main Street in downtown Washmo. You go in the next door, oh, we've got wine from the Hoffman wineries. You go one more step down. Oh, we got more bales of hay from Tractor Supply Company. The next store, oh, we got more wine from Augusta. That's the way it's going to be. You think so? <laughs> I don't, I see, I don't like it when the, lo- on, when the local companies get bought out by the big dudes. Now, to a certain extent, you can say, well, let's say the guys at, at Orschland, you know, I don't know, it's probably second third generation family that owns it like that. They're tired of running Orchland stores stores. All they want to do is they want to retire and they want to go down to Florida and lay on the beach all day long. Okay, maybe that's a good deal for them. The the places that that the that the Hoffmans have bought out the wineries, Montel and Augustine, places like that and 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 what's the other one? Um, Mount Pleasant, you know you know, maybe those people got tired of running their wineries. Maybe, they, you know, they didn't make much money, much, much money. You know, it's a seasonal business. Nobody goes to the wineries in January and February. It's cold. Nobody goes there. The grapes are all frozen. You know, the wine nuts are all, are, you know, they have to cultivate the wine nuts, you know, that kind of stuff. And maybe those people are like, oh, boy, I'm glad the Hoffmans came along because we don't have to do this anymore. We don't have to go out and, and pick those stupid wine nuts off those stupid wine nut vines. And we don't have to crush those wine nuts into wine. And we don't have to put up with those snooty people to come down here and, and want a bottle of wine for three bucks. We don't have to buy hire those bands anymore. We can just sit on our beach house in Florida and we can just say, oh, thank you, Hoffmans. We thank you so much. I actually went with um, some of my high school friends to Chandler Hill last night. Last night? Yeah. Now hold it. Let me. Which Chandler Hill? That's the one down there on F near the Forsellas Nursery. Yes, it Nursery. is the one that hasn't been bought up by the Hoffman. <laughs> yes, that's only. <laughs> yeah, that one. There's only a couple and of them. It was lovely. Well, see now, I don't quite understand. You know, see, I'll never understand the winery business. I'm thinking to myself, how do you make money? Because they don't charge admission, right? You can just walk in, right? Yes. And they make their money if you buy a bottle of wine. Did you buy a bottle of wine? It was half price. Did you buy a bottle? I did not. My friend did. Okay. Did you? And we shared it. Did you? And you drank it right there. Yes. Now I'm going to show you, you how much how much uh, how how out of touch I am with the whole winery thing. They don't serve wine by the glass. You can't go. Oh, give me a bottle. Give me a glass of wine. They don't do that, right? I don't know the answer to that question because we went straight to the bottle. I think they. I think the liquor laws. They can't do that. I think they can do sampling. But I don't think they can. Uh, I don't think you, they can. You can. They can sell you wine by the the, the glass. I think um, it, Cedar Lake does wine by the glass. Yes. But see, they might have a different liquor license because you have oh, to. I, I don't know. There's a special license for that. So, but I'm thinking to myself. Let's be honest. Most people that go to wineries, they're cheapskates, right? 
No, because wine really isn't that cheap. <laughs> well, no, no. What I'm saying is they're not going to buy wine there. They're going to go back to Wally World. They're, oh, look at that. Sounds no, up. they the... do buy wine there. They do? Yes. Is that legal? Yes. You can actually buy wine at the wineries? Yes. Wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> See, I don't I don't understand Are you that. serious? No, I don't understand Are that. Are punking me? I don't understand that business model. I don't understand it. I mean, like, think about it for a minute. If you're in business and you're like, let's say Wally World, okay, you're open every day of the year, except for Thanksgiving. And now they say they're going to be closed on Thanksgiving and this year and Christmas. Okay. Every day of the year, 363 days of the year, they're open. Okay. When the temperature is 100 degrees and when it's zero, they're open. Okay. Yes. But the wineries, when the temperature is zero degrees, nobody goes there. Because why Why would you go to a winery when it's freezing cold? Why would you go to a winery when there's snow on the ground? No, but you, you need stuff from Wally World every day. You need stuff from Schnooks. You need stuff from, from you know, if you're driving your car, you got to go to the gas station. You got to go to the Quickie Mart. You know, you got to, you know, buy, a, you know, when you're in there, you got to get a, you know, a, a, you know, a big gulp and a, and a bag of chips. You know, I mean, they're there all the time. I don't understand how a business can have like, they essentially, the wineries have like three good months. They have like September and October, and then like maybe a little bit in April and May. People go to the wineries. Who goes to the winery when it's 100 degrees outside and you sit outside and the bugs attack you? You know what I mean? That's not my idea of fun. If, if it's going to be 100 degrees. Well, a, a winery isn't your idea of fun either. It's boring. I don't get it. Explain it. Explain it's it. It's the ambiance, Brad. Oh. You feel like you're in a different place. Hey, I can I can go on hey. I can go on hey, Facebook. It's for horses and I'm no <laughs> I can, donkey. I can go on Facebook and I can buy that twelve hundred dollar pair of 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 or, you know uh, what is it the the realization goggles whatever the hell hell Zuckerberg's selling. I can go on the metaverse and I can be anywhere I want and I got ambience. I don't have to leave. I can be sitting on my toilet in my bathroom and be in the metaverse, right? I can be. Oh my god, I'm in the metaverse. By the way, have you seen what's happening with that? The, no. The stock for Facebook's in the toilet. Speaking uh -huh. of in the toilet, and there's a, there's a meta. there's a a activist investor that owns a lot of Meta stock, Facebook stock, whatever you want to call it. Now he's upset with Zuckerberg, saying, "Okay, nobody understands this metaverse thing. Lay off that stupid thing and go back to to being Mister Facebook." He's saying that that you know if you've ever if you ever watched the if you want to see something funny, I've seen him find it. I'll send you the video when they introduce the metaverse. It is so weird and so bizarre. It's like, okay, are these people on drugs or what is it? I mean, it's and Mark Zuckerberg, I swear the guy's a robot. I don't think he's a real person. You ever seen him like like in talk? He sort of talks like that. He has that Mark Zuckerberg style where no matter what you ask him, he'll say talk like he this. He does not sound like that. He doesn't have the monotone, but he he talks like a robot. He talks like a good a good Maybe uh, that's his uh, doppelganger. <laughs> I think they've cloned him. I think I, he, think, I, I think that I um, think, you know, President you, Biden has a doppelganger. You know what? I think Mark Zuckerberg is really down on the beach somewhere, you know, rubbing elbows with the Orschland people and all the people that the Hoffmans bought out. Oh, boy, we're so glad that the Orschland, the tractor supply company came along and bought us out. So we're all sitting on the beach down in Florida. We don't have to see those snotty customers anymore. There's people that come in and make our floors dirty, and, and they go in the bathroom, and they make a mess in our bathroom, and they don't buy anything. We don't have to put up with them anymore. Right? Right. <laughs> you agree to anything. Mm, yeah, probably. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
the smartest woman that said you can you are crazy. You can buy a glass or bottle, four glasses in a bottle. You are stupid. <laughs> wineries are open year round. Yes, I know the wineries are open year round. Go to a winery. Uh, let's pick a date here. <laughs> let's let's look at my calendar. Okay, let's do a field trip. Let's do a field trip. Let's ooh road trip Where January. Uh, January. Uh, let's pick a date. January. 28th, which is a Saturday. Let's go to the wineries in Augusta on January 28th and see how many people are there. I think it's going to be you, me, and and a couple of dogs that have strayed in from, from the me countryside. Me and you and a dog named Boo? Uh, there's not going to be anybody there in January. Mm. Who goes to a winery in January? Nobody. Well, sometimes in January, it's pretty beautiful weather yeah but see that's why that's why to me the the in 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 the midwest the winery business doesn't make any sense because you go out to napa you can go there year round you can go there in january and february march you know i mean yeah but that's their normal temperatures i get it that's why they're in california because you know that's why well if the hoffmans have anything to do with they're gonna do do a um like a dome. That's why Disney over Augusta. That's why, and it's going to be yeah. temperature moderated, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> at twenty four seven. Right. That's why Disneyland is in is in California. That's why Disney World is in Florida because you can go there year round. Do you know one point in time? Do you know Walt Disney's originally from Missouri? Did you know this story? I did know he was originally from Missouri, but what you, story? Did you know one point in time they were considering building like Disneyland in St. Louis? That doesn't surprise me. And you know what happened? What? Walt was here with his with his with his entourage. They were you know, they were just about ready to sign the deal with the city of St. Louis. And they got carjacked. <laughs> they did not. Stop it. Just stop. And then they decided then they decided, well, maybe we won't, you don't want to do it in downtown St. Louis. Let's go across the river. So they went across the river and they got out of their car and a gal came up and did a lap dance on them. Uh-huh. <laughs> In your dreams, buddy. It's 747. It is BS.show. We're going to have some fun, Shelly. We're going to go down to the river in our pickup truck, and you can put your pretty, pretty little pink toes in the dashboard, and, and you know, right? Yeah, what, your van down by the river? <laughs> yeah, my van down by the river. Okay. I said this last you break. You know what? I always remember you <laughs> saying that when we first got together, and you said you used to play this, this, uh, sound bite that said um yeah that was brad will be out with the that was beth that was beth our our announcer lady yeah it was beth yeah beth from new york she did all our she did all our imaging and she she had that wonderful interesting she started to talk like that you know had that interesting little lilting voice like that brad's she did brad's gonna be down at the river giving away money this morning that's if he can get the van started and that 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 literally was my van too i literally went out in the parking lot one day and stuck a microphone in front of the in front of the 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 grill on the van and i got in and i restored the recorder and i got in went (laughs) i swear Okay. You're so funny. Okay. But I remember thinking, does this man really, is his radio station really in a van down by the river? And I was going to look for you. I was. I was down in a van. Okay. I said this last break, and I felt like I had misspoken because of the fact I said Disney, Walt Disney at one point in time, was from Missouri. 
and I went onto the Wikipedia page, and I could find nothing to do with Walt Disney in Missouri. It talks about how he was born in Chicago, and, and he lived in Chicago, and then he moved to, to, to California. Well, that shows you how, he's, how Wikipedia is incorrect. I found the website, WaltDisneyMuseum.org, and this is the, the official website for Marceline, Missouri, and it tells the story that Marceline, Missouri, that Walt Disney moved his family moved to him when he was five years old. Marceline is the home. They claim it's he's the hometown of Walt Disney. Technically, I guess it's Chicago, uh, where he spent a great deal of his childhood years. Main Street USA at the Disney theme parks are inspired by downtown Marceline. It's spelled M-A-R-C-E-L-I-N-E. A walk down his original Main Street USA gives visitors the same feeling that Walt Disney experienced as a boy. The beauty of Marceline is further enhanced by its small-town, friendly, and casual atmosphere located in north-central Missouri. We're three miles south of US 36 and halfway between St. Joseph and Hannibal. Okay? What's interesting about this is one of these days I'm going to ride US 36 because I keep hearing about this and I didn't even know this highway existed. you know what I'm talking about? I do not. Okay. Highway, and I read this fascinating story about Highway 36. It's U.S. Highway 36. It goes from Hannibal, it goes all the way across Missouri, and it goes over to St. Joseph, okay? And if you know where St. Joseph is, St. Joseph is north of Kansas City, and obviously Hannibal is north of Missouri. And supposedly, it was at one point in time going to be another interstate, and if you go, I believe it's Interstate 72, if I'm not mistaken, if you go from, I, I think... Interstate, Interstate 72 takes you from Springfield, and it takes you through Peoria, or not, not, not Peoria, it takes you through Quincy, and it goes into Missouri, into Hannibal, and then it ends, if I'm not mistaken. And the reason it's, it's there is because ultimately they were going to extend Interstate 72 from Hannibal all the way across the state of Missouri to St. Joseph. Sort of what they did with, I think it's interstate, is it interstate 49? There's a relatively new interstate that what they did was they took an old U.S. highway and it goes from Kansas City south through Joplin into Arkansas. And that used to be like U.S. 115 or something like that. And they made it into an interstate. Sort of what they did with Highway 40. Highway 40 you know, back in the day, it was Highway 40, and then, you know, 64 was in Illinois, and it technically ended in East St. Louis. And then what they did was they decided, well, we're going to extend 64 all the way out to all the way out to 70 in St. Charles County. And and then they had to do upgrades. They had to do certain things to make it, you know, approved for the interstate system. But anyway, that's where Marceline is. It's like south of 36, and it's about halfway between Hannibal and St. Joseph. And that's supposedly where Walt Disney grew up. So I wasn't making that up, even though it says nothing about Marceline, Missouri, on the Wikipedia page. It talks about he was born in Chicago. Well, why he, don't you uh, update it? Why don't go? Because you know what? I I if I were going to update that Wikipedia page, I go like I go in, I'd go into update mode on Wikipedia, and I put you know and you know uh, Walt Disney was born in Chicago. And then he lived in Crapville, Missouri, for a while. In, in, and he strolled in up and double wide. He strolled up and down the streets of Crapville. Same trailer, different park. And, and loved and loved because because he was he was down by the river. And and his famous saying was, Walt used to always say, "Hey, if you're ever down by the river, just drop in." <laughs> <laughs> 
You think you're cute, don't you? No, I think I'm stupid. <laughs> well, you're wrong. <laughs> but <laughs> You can call yourself a lot of things, but stupid is not one of them. I'm a stupid guy because I own radio stations. Just think, I could be retired right now if I didn't own radio stations. I could be like, I could be like... I could be like the the Orschlin people, or I could be like all the winery people that sold out to the Hoffmans. I could be sitting on the beach in California somewhere. I could be sitting on Mission Beach. I could be, you know, I could be quad skating up and down the sidewalk there in Mission Beach in California, like I used to do. Can you believe I used to do that? I used to rent my quad skates and I'd I'd skate up and down the sidewalk there in Mission Beach in San Diego. Can you believe the that four was? Four wheels. You, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can you believe that was me? That the was ones me. That, uh, yeah. yeah. Old school. The ones that um, attach to the bottom of your tennis No, 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 no. These were like good squat. Yeah, you know, I just looked at 759. We got to get out of here. Say goodbye. Say goodbye. Have a great day, everybody. Peace and I fly. Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive, LLC. See you soon.